Hello and welcome to the latest Clear Cruise podcast, episode 13, which is lucky for some, including myself, for reasons that you'll see in a moment. So, coming up this week, we have the guys themselves from Cruise with Ben and David. That's right, Ben and David. So, you may know them as the Honest Cruising guys. Uh, They'll be talking with us about why they choose to cruise for themed cruises as part of our latest theme for hashtag choose cruise on social media. Later, we have the latest from Peter Collar. But first, jumping right into this, I am here with the Vice President and Managing Director of Crystal River Cruises, Walter Littlejohn. So just jumping right in, Walter, how did you get involved with the cruise industry? (laughs) Um, That's a good one. No, actually, um, about 31 years ago, I had my first job with a cruise line. I was in high school and I was a corporate intern for a cruise line that no longer exists. Um, worked in the group department the first summer and then every summer thereafter worked in a different department. Wow. And uh, after college, got my first full-time job with a cruise line. Oh, wow. So you've, it's, it's in your blood then, basically. When I was a kid, I decided I was going to be an executive in the cruise ship business. Really? Yep. Wow. I knew the owners um, of two cruise lines, well, one owner and one president. And one of them told me when I was 14 years old that he foresaw a brilliant future for me as an executive in the cruise ship industry, quote, end quote. (laughs) Brilliant. And that's when I turned to my mother and I said, I'm going to be a cruise ship executive. Well, you did it. I did it. So good job. (laughs) (laughs) Talk about driven. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, not not too bad. I mean, so this is a big time for the cruise industry uh, in general, but especially for River, I think. So like... What, what, what do you think has sort of inspired such a big boom? Well, I mean, for, for me, just personally, I, I think that uh, the industry overall has done a very good job of uh, communicating the value proposition. You know, everyone is looking for something good in their life, and a cruise vacation is really something great. If you think about the experience of being on a ship in the middle of the ocean and going to all these wonderful new places and meeting people from all over the world. That's something that people sort of aspire to or want to be to have as a part of their life. And uh, there's really no other vacation experience that does it as well as cruise. And so as an industry, we've done a good job of communicating that. And, uh, you know, of course, the number one recommender of a cruise vacation is someone who's been on a cruise vacation. So we're hitting that... Uh, that sort of cycle where there are a lot of people who are recommending it to their friends and family and I think that's driving a lot of the growth. And what what in particular would you recommend if you had to if you had to sell someone that's never even heard of a river cruise before what would be something that you, what would what do you think is the, the biggest pull? Well for river cruising specifically it's the the intimacy of river cruising that's that's uh, of most appeal to people, particularly as on the ocean side, the ships have grown larger. And in just life in general, cities are growing larger, stores are growing larger. And so there are people who are craving more intimate experiences. And so a river cruise speaks to that. It's it's like going to a small boutique hotel where everyone knows you and they cater to your every whim and desire. And, and that's a river cruise experience. But there's also the side of river cruising where because we spend so much time in port and because we are so close in port to the center of the city, um, there's that craving that people have of more authentic experiences. 
and the river cruise delivers that well uh, because the destinations we travel to are very much in and of themselves authentic. They're small, they're charming, um, they're not on the, the mass circuits of, of tourism and so I think people find that very appealing. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, we've got areas like like Asia that are growing in a lot quicker than others. And um, what, what do you think that is? Like, where do you think that we're going within the next sort of five years or so? That's... Well, that's a, that's a good question. I think for river cruising, I think there's the possibility over the next five years that there will be new markets opened up, new rivers that um, have not yet been explored or perhaps they're just being explored at a very um, high level. And I, I think there's a potential for more product like that to open up. But I also think uh, the industry will get better. Um, I think we'll get better at differentiating the products quite a bit. I think Crystal has a lot to do with that coming into the space in Europe. And um, I also think we'll also get very be much better at appealing to new people, people who actually haven't even been on an ocean cruise, but yet find for one reason or another a river cruise to be of great appeal to them. Yeah, definitely. And like, so, you know, more travel agents are now selling river cruise that perhaps didn't even know much about it even last year. Mm -hmm. What what do you think that travel agents need to know compared to other types of types of holiday? Yeah. So um, of course, first and foremost, it's important for agents to be aware of the differences between the river cruise brands because at the end of the day, just like an ocean cruise experience or even a hotel experience, it's important to put the right person on the right ship. That's first and foremost. But also the the sort of idiosyncrasies of the river cruise business. Travel agents need to be well informed about that to make sure that they position those uh, nuances to their clients properly so that clients have uh, managed expectations as to what they're going to get. So something that I'm really interested in, because uh, obviously, like you said, we're, um, you know, we're opening up new rivers that people have never really explored before. Like, what is the most interesting destinations that you've seen? For new rivers? Or just, or in, just, just in, in general. general. Well, I mean, frankly, I don't think there's a bad river cruise destination out there in the marketplace today. Um, they each have something to offer. Uh, some are stronger than others. Of course, the rivers here in Western Europe um, are just fantastic. The content is very deep and rich and, and, and well-developed and so forth. Um, in Asia, in places like the Mekong, um, both in Vietnam and Cambodia, I think long term there's there's tremendous potential there. The Amazon, there's there's somewhat of potential there, and in even actually in the U.S. on the Mississippi, we see that there's huge capacity uh, being added to the Mississippi because again there's there's a market there. I really, uh, I several years ago I took a cruise um, on the Mekong and found Cambodia to be really fascinating, but specifically Cambodia. But if I were to talk about where Crystal goes, <laughs> um, I am most intrigued and enamored with uh, the Mosul River uh, here in Europe. I think that is by far the most scenic river, and as an industry, we haven't done the best job of, of making product available for people to enjoy that space. Uh, we have a new program starting next year that's 10 nights round trip out of Amsterdam hitting the best of the Mosul and then some undiscovered or not as often visited ports on the Rhine and uh, I'm very excited about that because I think that's going to be years down the road just one of the hottest products in river cruising in Europe without, without question. So it's a big time for, for Crystal at the moment. I was just on 
the Crystal Serenity, which is about to be refurbished, multi-million pound refurbishment. Correct. Um, and then there's obviously the Endeavour as well in the expedition market. What's What can we expect from the river sector? So we just launched five ships in the past two years. So we've been quite busy Pretty for busy. river. Yeah. Um, and now for us, it's a moment to um, regroup and, and continue to evolve the product. And uh, we will talk about any new ships when we're ready to take reservations on them. We'll, we'll stay tight-lipped until then. That is a perfect tease to end uh, <laughs> this interview. Thank you so much, Walter. Yeah, it's my Brilliant. pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Why don't you introduce yourselves and what you what do you get up to? <laughs> I'm Ben and I'm David and we are from Honest Cruising. Fantastic. So what does that mean? What is Honest Cruising? <laughs> <laughs> so Honest Cruising is primarily a YouTube channel and we uh, put videos of ship tours of ships. Uh, we do advice, uh, blogs, anything and everything related to cruising, basically. So how on earth did you get into cruising? It was kind of an accident, wasn't it? My friend uh, was getting married on a cruise ship, invited us and all of our friends, and we, we went along. We spent a few months sort of thinking, what have we done? Because we were just, all, all stereotypes of cruising were going yeah. through our heads. Like, oh no, we're gonna hate this. And it was literally five seconds on, we were like, oh my God, this is like really cool. It's like totally different to how we imagined it. I think I said to you, didn't you, after about 10 minutes, we need to book another one. Yeah. So, and what strikingly was different about it to those misconceptions? I guess I was just expecting it to be sort of like a glorified ferry. Right. So I've been on a few of those before and it just wasn't. It was like a five-star luxury hotel, amazing food, drinks and destinations. It was just sort of all the good bits of holidays combined into one. And and so obviously you now you video a lot of these experiences. What what do people like? What do people watch and comment on particularly? I think most of all people want to see the ship because you know either they haven't booked a cruise yet and they're looking at what ships they they want to go on, um, or they have booked a cruise and they want to get excited um, about getting coming on the ship. Um, but also people like advice um, and tip videos, yeah. what to pack, yeah. where to go and things like that as well. And have you been on enough cruises now that you feel as if you're experts in all things cruise? Yeah, I think, yes. we, I think we're counting <laughs> about 16 now, maybe. Wow. Yeah, going on our 17th next next week. Oh, really? So, yeah, so we've been on quite a few now. So we've got all of the tips and tricks that we sort of missed out on before we started cruising, which we now sort of we tell, tell our audience and hopefully help them out a little bit. And have you been to a favourite place yet? I've been to a few, actually. Um, I think my personal favourite was St Petersburg. Yeah. Um, it was a fantastic city. You get to do two nights there usually as well, um, which means you get re to really explore the yeah. city. And you get to see it at night yeah. as well, yeah. which is quite unique for cruises. Makes It makes a difference, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, loved, I absolutely loved St Martin in the Caribbean. Oh, uh, really? So we went to Mahor Airport, you know, where the planes fly oh, over yes. the beach. Yeah, yeah. It was just awesome. And we actually we, we got a catamaran around the island and swam from the catamaran to the beach in a massive plane flew out it was amazing and your hearing is intact and uh... just, just about, it almost got we almost like drowned but it was worth the, it was worth the um effort. who says cruising isn't isn't full of variety at least um so this week we're talking a lot about themed cruising um it does sound like a great way to mix with people um, of like-minded interest doesn't it absolutely there is a themed cruise for just about everybody you've got cooking cruises with famous chefs 
a wine cruiser so you can go and explore all the wines and say the Mediterranean Star Trek cruises where you can meet with all of your favourite actors go to panel sessions autographs and like you say mix with the sort of people who have the same interests of you so you can make new lifelong friends with, with people who have similar interests so you can sort of let your geek flag fly a little bit on these sort of cruises so it's a great way it's a great way as well to get into cruising yeah if you've not been on a cruise before um also if you are a cruiser and you're trying to entice people to come on a cruise with you but they're, no i don't like cruising yeah well you might not like cruising but you might be into like the walking dead there's do walking dead cruises or anything like that <laughs> and it's just a great way to entice people on board uh, and the best thing about it is you get all the experiences of being on the theme cruise and all the ship experiences. Yeah. So all the facilities on the ship and all the destinations. And I think Brits are probably a bit wary of being too much going down the theme route. But we have things like Strictly. That Who, who doesn't like a bit of Strictly? Absolutely. So there's a whole different levels of how far the themes have taken. Yeah. So as you say, the Strictly Come Dancing cruises, they're just a small part of it. So you can still enjoy a normal cruise with entertainment and sort of select locations same with the the voice uh, right. the, the, the tv show yeah you can get on board do open karaoke round of um auditions and then you get to sort of perform with the band on board and the dancers and on the last night you do a full performance in the theater and the audience selects who's the best person amazing so it's so cool and you're right you can dip in and out you don't have to do Absolutely. everything around the thing so you said you're cruising next week where are you off to so we're going from tromsa in to Norway, all the way in the north, yeah, to Bergen. Fantastic. Yeah, so we're going to be going um, to see the, the the midnight sun. It's going to have one hour of darkness. Wow. And um, so we're really excited. So yeah. excited. And again, it's just a brand new experience for us yeah. that we probably would never have done if it wasn't for cruising. Um, so it, cruising really has opened up the a world lot of destinations yeah. for us. Good stuff. We'll have a great trip. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks very much. So that's almost all we've got time for this week, but before we go, here is Clear Australasia's Peter Collar with the latest. Peter. Well, there's been a lot of announcements this week in the Australasian region, and one we're very happy to hear about is that from Genting, revealing that its Dream Cruise Line has opened new sailings outside of Asia and now into Australia and New Zealand. And this is due to their announcement that their flagship uh, from their sister brand, Star Cruises, Superstar Virgo, and it's going to join their fleet in 2019. So Superstar Virgo will become Explorer Dream. And, and this is following a, a $30 million US dollar transformation in April next year. And the newly refurbished ship will then be deployed, uh, firstly in Tianjin and Shanghai in the northern summer, and then re- relocate to Australian waters from October... 2019 until March 2020. So Explorer Dream will conduct um, a very favorably a series of 21 seven-night cruises both in Australia and New Zealand and it's going to home port in Sydney, Auckland, uh, it's going to visit the Great Barrier Reef, Brisbane, Melbourne, Eden, Tasmania and it ensures that our local community here gain a great variety of cruise ship experiences. And personally, that's great news for a cruise line that's really done a lot of work within our own region since their inception. And having cruised myself on Genting Dream, I am so excited that we get to see other ways of cruising. And I'm sure our region will welcome her uh, with open arms. Now, 
Also, for our travel agent community tuning in from all parts of the globe now with our podcast, don't forget we have got two major events coming up, so you need to make sure you're there for all the benefits. First of all, we have a cruise seminar on the 19th of October. Now, this is at Marina Bay Sands in Singapore, and that's for ITB Asia 2018. And, and this is where... Uh, we've designed it specifically for travel agents, both new and familiar with selling cruise, uh, to make sure they have got the skills to match make the right cruise product to the consumers, which is obviously our ultimate goal at Clear. And also, we have a lot of activity happening in China, which look I'll, I'll continually announce upon our confirmation of each, but immediately we have the massive showcase of the region, which is Sea Trade Asia, and that's out of the Boshan district in Shanghai between the 23rd and 25th of October this year. And I will personally be there. I'll give you insight into the latest industry trends, addressing the growing popularity amongst the Chinese public and look at all the logistics and SWOT analytics. I know it excites some and doesn't others, but look, I'll look at the innovations and technology that really is driving this appeal and provide you with tips on how you can improve your cruise sales and business profits by really understanding the market and the needs of your client. It is a, a must-see if you're venturing into the cruise market, you're, this is the first time, and you really want to learn about why this is really the biggest trend in the travel sector. And that's all we've got time for this episode. Thank you so much to Ben, David, Peter, and of course to Walter Littlejohn for being my first clear interview. Let me know what you thought and if you reckon I should ever be allowed out in public again sometime by tweeting and talking about the podcast using the hashtag clearpod. That's C-L-I-A-P-O-D. That's all from us this week. But until next time, I've been Toby Cruz. Happy cruising.